0: Hello everyone, this is Kat, the host of your Growth Mindset podcast show. Today, I'm super excited to bring back my two special guests in BFFs and business, Nomer and Chris from The Everyday Entrepreneur. Things to reflect on during this podcast episode is what is your relationship with money? Do you have problems with sales in your business or anything that has to do with making profit or building your business and and it has to do with money? things to also reflect on what were your beliefs growing up about money your environment what were you taught about money was it the root of all evil or is it a tool and resource all these things are very important to reflect on take some notes but sit back and enjoy the show
1: experience with money or my perspective on money is money is pretty much everything money money controls everything um money evolves everything from your lifestyle to your livelihood to your operation mm-hmm. of your business to the quality of life you want to have um you know um so for my 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 take on money is very capitalistic like i know there's this whole battle with perspective on socialism and capitalism and uh, i i lean more on capitalism um i mm-hmm. think in order for you to operate a successful business Or just be in business in general is that you have to not be afraid of of talking about money Mm -hmm. uh, and understanding your your bottom lines your overhead your net operating costs your gross your profits your losses your expenses all of those things you got to be familiar with that and so the the faster you become familiar with that and the faster you understand um, what it takes to operate your business um, the better chances you have to, uh, of, of succeeding.
0: I love that. It's very like head on, you know, tackle it head on. Um, learn about money, you know, get really good at it, um, find out what's working, what's not, and, you know, just go for it. What about you? Yeah, Norm? yeah. Yeah.
2: Hmm?
0: Yeah, Nomer?
2: <laughs> oh, hey, hi. My name is Nomer Francisco. I am a uh, franchise owner, been in business for 10 years, and entrepreneur for as long as i have known. Um, upbringing, family is uh, business oriented as well. Uh, really have a good history of um, operating a business from a small scale to franchise. Uh, for me, uh, my relationship with money is pretty much similar to every entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to make, a, for me, I'm, I wanted to make as much mistake as I can so I know what not to do, which is the important part. And to be really good at it, just like what Chris said.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and to even put it in more perspective, it's about, for me, the relationship more of money and how you treat it. I look at money mm-hmm. as a tool. I don't look at it as everything, but I look at it as it, it's a tool that we all use as a currency. For me, the real value is not in the money, but in the service, and that's what really stands out for. And so, therefore, I'm looking at it as the value of your money. You know, when you, when you speak about money, everybody has this one currency in mind, which is the dollar bill, right? and the numbers and of course it goes up but what really is behind the value of who's holding that money for me is what matters right am I interested in that or not so again the relationship comes down to I treat it like a relationship with my partner or mm-hmm. my my fiance or my wife or my behalf yeah. right you know so therefore just a give and take because this particular thing takes care of me and as I should take care of it and I just shouldn't just you know Ignore the things that needs to be done and things that you know that need to be put into place. So um, for me, there's a different type of aspect. Uh, the The mentality of people that's getting into business sometimes are all for the wrong reasons. But mm-hmm. there's also ones that knows what they're doing and and you know uh, head on, which yeah. they know they're, they're going from point A to point B. And those are the ones that usually get there faster but at the end of the day just your your temperance and how you operate is really what the key to success is, is the balance right yeah so and if you have the the patience to uh to go through what you're going through you'll eventually get there at the end at, to make it to simplify everyone's going to the same place and the same goal is to make that money but it's how you get there right yeah so you know that's It's just a psychology of it that you got to put in perspective. What what kind of operator are you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Thank you. Um, So I want to bring it back again. Um, So we're speaking to like, I also have, you know, like I've told you guys, prospective clients, current clients that have, there's fear there when it comes to money. There's insecurity when it comes to money. There's some that talk about healing. You know, they have to heal their money. There's some people that talk about that. For me, um, that stems from how I grew up. You know, I grew up with both parents raised in the Philippines that, you know, were in poverty when they were growing up. So it was hard for them to have this perspective of where it was positive about money, where money was abundant. They came from a mentality of lack. And so because I was raised by that, um, what I was raised to believe is that like, Oh, there's not enough money. There's never enough money, or we can't afford that, or things are too expensive. So I know that because of that, um, there was insecurity there so every time like it showed up in my relationship i mean it showed up everywhere it showed up in jobs it's like oh there's never enough or i'm not going to make enough i don't think i'll ever make enough and you know the quote that i've shared before like my dad had said oh if you're not a millionaire by 30 you've missed the boat you know um it was always that of a, a, um, coming from a, a place of lack and because of this and I'm saying this to a lot of like those listening it's like hey we us three didn't grow up in like hey you're always gonna have money it's abundant we all grew up in different you know um upbringing. and so for me it was like I felt like very alone in that perspective I didn't I wasn't raised around a family that was entrepreneur they weren't entrepreneurs they weren't investors um if anything, my aunt, who's my godmother, she's the one that talked about investing money more, but it was coming more from a saving standpoint, like you need to save your money, you need to save your money, you need to save every dollar. Um, And so because of that, I learned very late, I'm now 36. And, and starting my business, I felt very like blindsided, I don't know what the heck I'm doing, um, that I needed to get a coach and mentor to kind of like, laser focus into like hey cat you need to heal your money first before we move forward because it's gonna affect everything your relationships your business if you don't face it head on like as you both are saying um so i had to do that by myself i didn't have anyone else i could look look up to when it came to money um to i didn't even understand what healing your money was i thought that was some hippie um but that's some real that's some real that's a real thing you know like (laughs) if you are are very uncomfortable talking about how much money you want to make, how much money do you find yourself, you know, having or how much do you want to do you see yourself having, you know, within your family or personal goals whatever, ask yourself why. Why is that the case? So so that just brings me, you know, fast forward to the business I have now, I really had to feel, I was by myself, I had to learn this by myself, I had to find mentors that would teach me. And I just found out this year how much I had to heal my money, my insecurities, my doubts. Um, do I feel like I'm worth, you know, making that much money? Do I have a fear of making a lot of money? And what to do with that? Um, so that's where I'm coming from. I would love to hear you know the background, the story of you guys, each of you, where you learned your money story and your belief around that, um, and how that has helped you or hurt you in your business. Chris,
1: go ahead, Nomar. I'm I'm soaking it in right yeah,
0: now. Yeah, no
2: problem, Nomar. Okay. Well, I um well, if I if I may start with a couple of questions for yeah. uh, either one of you guys, but let's start with uh, for both of you guys, matter of fact. Um, let's start with you, Cat. Um, when what 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 age? and what age did you realize that you, inevitably you are going to have to work and earn some money, right? Mm-hmm. And what age is that?
0: Um, my first job, I worked at Hollister at the mall, <laughs> and I was, I think, either I think I was sixteen, and um. Interesting. I love that you asked this because I just, when I went back to 16 and I started that job, I was like, oh, great. I just was, I was in it for the image. Like, oh, cool. You work okay. at Hollister like you work All Right. At so let's, let's put that out there.
2: <laughs> first, you said, so you, you, when you, when you did, when you got your first job, it was first the image. And then yeah. what went follow after that? When you start um, earning the money, when you actually start getting the residual and you started doing things.
0: Yes. So I love that you're, you asked this question because I do remember that when I was getting my paycheck, how much work I was doing, Mm. I was over it. Mm. And I was like, oh, I'm only making this much money and I'm working this much. And I'm like, eh, there's no urgency there. I don't, I'm not, I don't really need the money that bad. So I quit.
2: Okay, well, thank you for asking that couple of uh-huh. questions. And the reason why mm-hmm. I'm asking that is that's really where the journey begins, right? So what I'm about to tell you guys today mm-hmm. is realizing where you started as when you thought of money when, when you're as a child, when it's just given mm-hmm. you, when you ask your parents for money to buy a particular toy or whatever that may be. Uh, and to the moment that I really want that Jordan and I need to make some money and your parents can't give me no more, right? And what it does to you, right? Those are the moment main, for me as an entrepreneur. This is a good thing to speak about because it gives you that main, the main look of how did we begin a relationship with money, right? When and I say this because that's that's that moment of when you jump in there. What was in your mind and what is in your mind now, and how mm-hmm. far have you grown, right? So that yeah. journey, however, that journey went went circle sideways. However, right. That's why you're here today. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why, and that's what I'm saying is that some people are in in a journey of in their journey of their money because they're privileged or they mm-hmm. have been given an inheritance, right? Mm-hmm. And that might I, may, I might say that 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 particular experience might have a poor performance now
0: mm-hmm. if
2: you haven't experienced hardship, right? Yeah so when you when you say that you started working for hollister and you didn't like it
0: yeah right?
2: that's the moment when you're telling yourself and that's the moment i'll be telling myself that man there got to be some other way right yeah so so we speak about this because you have your parents your aunties sure mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and your teachers and they tell you what they tell you to do is work go to school i mean go to school uh Uh, get a get a degree and get a job and have a family but are telling us or the the elderly or our parents they're telling us coming from their generation and Mm -hmm. the thing is that we don't understand that at that point so we follow you know we follow what our elders are telling us all right get a job all right just go to school all right let's do this right until we get to the point where man there's got to be a other way (laughs) to do this shit right you know, I'm sure we all had jobs that we fucking hated, yeah. right? You know, crawling under the fucking mm-hmm. under the house, in the yeah. attic, the the long days in the heat, right? Right. So yeah,
1: you're speaking on me now.
2: <laughs> right. So yeah. we come to this point where, like, man, there got to be another way. So yeah. So that's that's the transition that's important to me because to each an individual. There gotta be that way, like, all right, I don't wanna work no more. I'm just gonna start my business. Now, this is where it begins, right? Because now you want freedom. Now because you hear business is this and that. But not a lot of people, business takes a lot of discipline, right? But that's what you're willing to do because you realize lifestyle that you could be having, and it's the option that's given there to you, right? So so if you put it I mean only the right mind would say like yes I'm just gonna go this route or mm-hmm. you know or some might say just you know I'm gonna go continue school and, and which is fine. But to each of their own and how it works with and how it affects you. Again, you go back to that how did how did your first job feel like and your relationship with money all this time? Has it been bitter or has it been sweet? Majority of the time if it's been bitter, you're just gonna be bitter throughout the times, right? And until right. so you change that, until you change your perspective, right? So if, you know, you know what they say, simple, like, you know, if it ain't ain't working then, it's not going to work now, you might, you got to switch it up, right? So you switch it up and then realizing that you're, you're, you're adapting to something that you're unfamiliar with, something that should be like, I'm ready to prepare myself to, you know, to make this money in this way. Because you could be a drug dealer or you could do it legitimately, right? Because that's another business. That's, that's the same thing, right? But it's just more profitable to sell certain things, what people want. Now, we get to understand that business is about transactional. Business is about having to do one service or one product to another person or another mm-hmm. um, another business, right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: And, and that's where it comes down to. So this is the technical part of it. But the psychological part of it is really the convenience of how people act. Like, you know, for me, it's just like, okay, some people want to get it easy. And some people, because there's just, the media also big, a, plays a big part on how, you know, the, when people are showing off their their bands or their Porsche or their BMW. Mm-hmm. However, right? But it's not really the goal. It's not really what, you know, it's something enticing, but that's not really what business is about. Business, being an entrepreneur is... It's it's long days work. You gotta work your ass to get there first. Right. You can't right. just claim the trophy now and not work for it, right? Yeah. Thank and you. And so it's, and it's a temperance. <laughs> so I I wanted to say this: it's temperance, yeah. temperance, temperance, and balance. And 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 you know you come down to the influence, and you know what's your influence? Who's influencing you? And what you're influencing, and what you're amplifying.
0: Yeah, love it. Um, thanks, Nomar. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit, I'm reflecting on that. And Chris, what was your money story growing up like? From your first job, then, and you know how you learned from either you know parents or role models until now. How does that affect you?
1: Well, my personal journey with money and my perspective is, uh, you know, it was taught to me very early about, you know, it was pretty similar about saving money. You know, save your money, save your money, Um, but there was no real end goal to why to do so. I think, I think number one uh, is as you you know you figured out as you got older, is why am I going to save this money? You're going to save this money, you know, for the typical reasons or whatever. But there was no reasoning to save it, Um, and it was more now that you know, as you you've gone through life a little bit and you understand some things, you some things works for you, some things didn't. Um, saving to invest, right? Understanding the financial education part about money, uh, about investing, about compound interest, about, um, you know, your, 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 your APYs and all of that, right? Your ROIs. And um, so, you know, I think when it comes down to money, it's really about your perspective and your, and your mindset towards it, right? And how much does, you know, because like you said, when you worked at Hollister, you were trading time for money yeah and then when you you logged in what 20 30 40 hours of paycheck right you get that money back you get that return and you're like wow this is not what i anticipated right but you can calculate that and so like as you get paid as you're getting paid and you're trading time for money and you started to it starts opening new doors about oh i want to buy this i want to get that i want to do this i want to upgrade my lifestyle right you start adjusting your lifestyle uh um, to match your income, and I think that's what the trap that a lot of us fall into is that a little. As soon as we start seeing some success, we start to elevate our our lifestyle to match that income. Yeah. And um, and that's an emotional trap there because then um, when you really look at it, when I want to go buy a pair of shoes, right? That's like, mm-hmm. well, let's say like Jordans, one hundred fifty dollars, two hundred dollars. Right. If you're getting paid twenty dollars an hour, you really calculate, well, that's that's really that's not two hundred dollars. Really, that's like 10 hours of my life. I just spent yeah. to grab this pair of shoes. Right. So I started looking at things in that perspective. I was like, wow, is this really worth not the money, but the time that I mm. I spent to make that money? Right. Mm-hmm. And so when you start to shift that. Right. And the only way you can really get educated on that is to self-educate yourself. Either yeah. get a mentor or some, you know, follow somebody who's had su- uh, success. Yeah. And, and it starts to open these different, um, these different avenues of thought yeah. to why, to your, to your approach on money. Yeah. And uh, Yeah. So for me, it's a really a relationship that you have to build with money. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're always chasing money, you will never catch it because money is always going to run from you. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, you're always going to be on that chase for money because you, uh, you, you don't really have a set goal in mind of what you want to do or wh- what you want to accomplish, right? Some people are, you know, I could settle and just say, oh, I want to make 30, 40 bucks an hour. That's good for me, right? And uh, But in entrepreneurship, I mean, the, the great thing about that is that there's no ceilings to that. It's really on yeah. how much you want to invest in, it, right? So for me, when I had a job, I was trading time for money. And then, you know, things happened to a point mm-hmm. where it wasn't good enough for me. So I was like, well, I, I feel like I'm worth more. And I couldn't just go up to my boss and say, hey, you know, I feel like I'm worth more. Could you, you know, give me a raise or something? Can you give me five more bucks an hour or something like that? Right. They're like, OK, maybe, but maybe not. Right. But in entrepreneurship, you can create that for yourself. Right. So are you willing, are you, you got to ask yourself that question. Are you willing to trade in 40 hours a week with a job or start your own business and work a hundred hours a week? Right. So that's a misconception where people think that, Oh, I'm an I'm, I'm, I'm entrepreneur. Now I own my own business. I can set my own schedule, set my own hours. But And that's you really got to work twice as hard. Yep. Because now what you did is shift all the liability into your, into your pocket. Right. Yep. So when you go to a job, you're, you're just a, you're a liability. You're just you're just someone who can be replaced. But if you yeah. own something like a business, you have all the responsibilities. Yeah. But the beauty about that is that you can make it whatever you want it to be. Yeah. I love so, that. yeah.
0: No, thank you. That's so beautiful. And uh, I said that in my part one of this recording, um, I was I said exactly what you said. I was like, yeah, just because I have an LLC or a business does not mean now I get to like, Oh, it's all fun. How cute it looks on social media. Absolutely. Fucking not. It means that it's a hundred percent. If there's no income, no clients, no business, there's no money. You got to work 10 times harder to run your own business. So it's hard. It's not, it's definitely not for everyone. Um, but again, to take it back to why this is important. It's like, I heard your story. Um, Chris, your story, no more how this is so important when it comes to reflecting on your money right now, as you're starting a business or, or want to become an entrepreneur, or maybe you're you have a full time job, and you want to dabble, maybe have a side hustle. It is so important to look at your money. um, Because your business is about is about growing money. You know, it's going to be that exchange, knowing your value, charging your value. And if you're uncomfortable with that, what makes you think you're going to be able to sell that product, that service? right? So if you're uncomfortable with that part to even talk about money, how much you want to make something, I ask my clients, how much do you see yourself making in the next six months, year, five years, 10 years? Those are amazing questions. Now, if you're uncomfortable with that, let's dig, you know, dig deeper and see why, because how are you going to ask your client, your, your next client, or whoever's buying your product saying, I, you know, I charge this much, I charge 10 grand, five grand, or $15 for, you know, a meal, how are you gonna charge that if you're uncomfortable? Right. Um, yeah, right, so like, th- that's why,
1: yeah. I, I think to go back on that too, I think, yeah. well, like you said, the most important question is why, right, yeah. I mean, why do you wanna do, like, you? we can talk about numbers all day, but it's why, so if you set yourself your own, your own price, right, mm-hmm. I wanna make $1,000 per client, uh, $10,000 mm-hmm. a month, or whatever it is, right? But you gotta ask yourself a real question: Why that is? Why is that? When? What does that mean for you? Right? Like what Nomar was saying too. Like you don't really know what you don't know unless you've really been through some hardship, right? Yeah. Right. You don't really know yourself until you, through, until you've been through some 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 failure, some some trial and errors and stuff like that. And understanding is this for you? Is this what you really want? Because if your why is stronger than any of those fears that someone may have whether like you were saying that maybe i'm fearful i don't like sales i don't want to feel transactional these are Mm -hmm. these are self-reflections on yourself right Mm -hmm. you're you're basically verbalizing who you are as a person right now and how you see yourself and so right so like if you if if you're why yeah you're not going to conduct business emotionally like that Mm -hmm. you have to understand why so if you came from nothing if you came with no no handouts, you did everything from the ground up, and you went through it. It wasn't pretty at all, right? Mm-hmm. Even at even at your peak, at success in life at the current time, you're gonna you're gonna experience some downfall, right? It's hot. but because you've been through some trial and error, you've been through some failure, you've been through some hardship. It's now how are you gonna respond to that, right? So and it goes back to what I was saying earlier about your why. Like if you saying why I want to make X amount of dollars, why is that? Be detailed, right? Mm-hmm. If you can if you can explain in detail and paint a picture why that is, why you wanna make $10,000 a month, why you wanna make 5,000, 20,000, whatever, right? Because I wanna live here. I wanna be in this this area. I wanna drive this car, right? But you gotta understand the service and the product too. You gotta be realistic with that about how many people can I actually serve with this product or service that I'm, I'm putting into the marketplace. Right, because that's the key. That's the key, too. Right, what you're saying earlier about it's either transactional through or um, through customers or through business. Right, Mm -hmm. but how many problems can I solve with this product or service? And that's the key to your success Mm -hmm. in your business. So you got to be real like, okay, for me and food, if I'm selling an item for 10, 20, well, and I say, well, I want to make a million dollars. Okay, well, do the math. Well, how much, how much, how many items of that $10 or $20 product do I have to have to push out? Not even factoring the cost that it does to operate that business, right? So, am I being realistic with myself with that goal, or do I have to, you know, pivot or make different strategic uh, uh, decisions in order for me to attain that? And now you have to be patient. Now you have to put in the work. You can't just say, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to show up when I feel good. Right,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> right.
1: Like it's like going to the gym. You can't just say, "Okay, I want to have a six pack." Oh, I want to lose t- ten, twenty pounds. Okay, I went to the gym once. You know, three days this week. I think I'm good. I could take two, three days off. No, it doesn't matter. Oh, I don't feel like it today. No, you have to show up no matter what. Because mm-hmm. it's if you start compromising yourself with why you want to do what you uh whatever it is why you want to do it, that's when you start to run into your problems. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Never be in negotiation with yourself. Once you make that decision, move forward, move forward, right? like that. No matter how you feel. Never, never negotiate. Yeah, I got that. Never negotiate with yourself. As soon as you make that snap decision, right? Say, okay, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to be in consulting. I'm going to do this, right? Mm -hmm. I need to, okay, I know I can't just start charging people X amount of dollars, but I know I can start from here. My my potential ceiling is maybe I'm gonna start with a hundred dollars. Let's say my potential ceiling is a thousand dollars per client now, right? But you got to start at a hundred, right? So you got to do the work at a hundred. Okay, I got my first client. I feel good. Okay, I got two now. I got three. You know, and so forth. Now I'm bringing more value. They're seeing success, right? Now I can raise the price a little bit, right? Until you get to that goal, then you re-evaluate. It's basically like a rinse and repeat from that point on. Mm -hmm. As soon as you get a get on that system and it works for you just keep duplicating don't stop i think the biggest problem too is that once we find ourselves in a little success i know i'm guilty of that myself personally it's like oh i came up on a big bag here and there i did a couple of jobs i made more than i did um in a month right in a, in a week's time right and i was like oh i can afford a week off two weeks off whatever take a break take a vacation whatever right but then that's when things start to slip. You, that's when you're supposed to go twice as harder.
0: Mm. As soon as you
1: get that come up, go twice as harder. You know, yeah. don't stop.
0: Hell yeah. yeah.
1: I think that's the cycle we've put ourselves in, that, that vicious, repetitive cycle. It's like that's mm-hmm. the whole nine to five mentality. That's the whole I'm going to work, um, you know, five days and take the weekend off. You know what I mean? I'm going to work my Monday to Friday, Saturday and Sunday. It's all good. I'm going to go fuck off and do whatever it is mm-hmm. i need to do for myself, mm-hmm. right? Cuz mm-hmm. i deserve it or whatever bullshit lie you tell mm-hmm. yourself to make you feel mm-hmm. like you deserved it, right? Mm-hmm. But no, mm-hmm. if your dreams really matter to, you know, you're working, you you're going in your 9 to 5, you're doing your side hustle from 9 to 5 until that uh 5 to 9 can pay for your 24/7. Yeah. Damn. Mm. Yeah. Love it. I like that. That's
0: that's, that's
2: pretty uh <laughs> no, that's that's i like Powerful that. It, what um what i wanted to add is um so we talk about we talk about how convenience it is right and some people just doesn't want to be transactional right and still want to be in business but we also have this perception of or dream some that have a million dollar price tag right and you know first first and foremost I think um, before we even get to that million-dollar success, we also gotta have a million-dollar mindset. We tend to forget that, you know. You guys ever thought of like? That's right. A,
1: That's right.
2: Having a <laughs> ninety-five mindset, dreaming about a million-dollar mindset, a million-dollar uh, position. Yeah, it's not even in the same ocean, yo. There's four yeah. oceans in the world, and you're all the way fucking across the other world, on the other side of the world, right? You know, so. What is the most important factor for me? I mean, there's nothing wrong to have a million dollar dream, but the most important factor to me is to start with a million dollar mindset, is to start with a business mindset. Get off with a nine to five mindset and understand that you have to unlearn these things, right? And transition yourself and go through that adapt, adapting to a new mindset and to have a business mindset. Now we're going somewhere. Now we got our one foot on the other, right? And my experience is just likewise, like how many product can I sell, uh, you know, if I wanna make a million dollars? Well, fuck that, I figured out, well, it's gonna take me a lot of fucking product, right? Mm-hmm. So I say, well, how many vehicles in this vehicle, I could make a quarter a year, right? Easy. So if I need a million dollars, I'm going to need four vehicles that's similar yeah. to this shit, mm-hmm. right? But how did I even get here? Because I adapted a million dollar mindset. I adjusted my mindset from the small business owner to that, the bigger step of a business owner, right? So Mm -hmm. The scaling, it's scaling not just your mindset, but into your business. Adapting is key. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't have to be hard. You know, when when people say work smart, not hard. When you get to this level, you're going to learn with all the mistakes that you're going to make from the nine to five mindset to the business mindset. You're going to learn how to work smart or you're going to fucking waste a lot of fucking time. I guarantee that. And you're not going to want to repeat that. So when yeah. you get to this point you're going to want to think smart instead of working hard. So that's where it comes down to. That million that 9 to 5 mindset going to the business mindset going to the million 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 dollar mindset. And it's all the okay. steps, it's a stage. it's a, it's a pit stop. It's a, so you know there's a des- there's the beginning and there's a destination and between those beginning and the destination what's in the middle? Your fucking goals. Mm-hmm. Your goals mm-hmm. are your milestone. go thats your gas station for those vehicles,
0: mm-hmm.
2: right? Yeah. You each goal that you reach, you gas yourself up to get to the fucking next one, right?
0: Yeah. Right.
2: We gas ourselves up to get to the fucking next gas station, and the next one, and the next mm-hmm. one, and then the, the the fucking destination is there. But the destination yeah. is also up to you. You know, now what if you're not convinced? As soon as you get that million-dollar mindset, as as human psychological behavior has it, you're going to want $10 million mindset, right? And yeah. then you move forward. But that's just everything else. That's just how a car would drive from point A to point B. You can't just fucking, you can't just morph to nine-to-five mindsets to the million-dollar mindset. And that's, that's mm-hmm. a fact, all right?
0: Yeah. I'm gonna leave it at that point. I love that. I love that. Okay, so we went like zero to 100 right now, which I love. Um, <laughs> and those that are listening are like, shit, this is like really intense. So um, I'm gonna bring it to another perspective. So right. I am Hatha Yoga certified since like, I don't know, 2014. Um, so I come from like also the philanthropic, spiritual, you know, that, that sense. So I also have clients like that. Um, what I was taught in Hatha Yoga school was um, I was around a lot of like, you know, yoga hippies and spiritual hippies and all of that. And I found that when we got to one of the classes, we're teaching about our value and the exchange when it comes to money is that you charge, you know, your value, right? That's a, that an exchange. And like back in the day, how we all, you know, very right back in the day or in other, other countries, they still do that exchange of barter, right? Um, and to think of it in that way. Um, my one good friend, Nate, which you guys have also spoken with, I, I had this conversation with him. And I talked about Shout out to Nate. Um, I was talking about being philanthropic or coming from, oh, I want to come from a place of giving. And I want I don't want to feel like um, I'm charging so much or selling anything. Um, the perspective on that. And Nate, Nate, I love how he said it. He said it beautifully. He said, well, get that out of your head. You know, anything you want to be, oh, I just want to be philanthropic you if you make more money then you can help more people
2: exactly
0: let that sit in and i was like "Shit, <laughs> I you're like right that. you're right you know so for those of us that are thinking no i just want to like give what i you know, feel and not charge and i have had clients that oh i just want to do pro bono until it feels right then it goes back to again what's your money story why are you afraid of charging? Do you not feel like that's your value, your worth? And soon enough, as we all three talked about, you will find yourself getting burnt out because you're not charging how much your value is anymore. Well, you're, you're just de- giving shit for de- free.
2: You're depreciating your own self. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. um, it's it's what you build, right? And, and yeah. to the coaching industry, I believe that you know, it is very hard, I may say, and I'm, I'm saying it just, I, I haven't experienced it, and I'm not charging yeah. any client, but but if I may say, I observed that a lot has to do with, you know, how they see themselves of, of value, right, and again, depending on the services that you're providing, but to each of their own, right, It's, it's it doesn't matter if you're a, um, uh, what do you call that, a gym coach, right, or a nutrition mm-hmm. coach, right, and and it's to whom your your audience is, right? So even if you're saying that, okay, I'm gonna be a mindset coach, right? But who are you serving? Are you serving the low income, which is gonna be a lot challenging, but it's very rewarding. It's like a philanthrop philanthropist, you know, uh, venture because you know if you see someone grow and when you start that big back to you, then that would be that, right? Or you could be targeting people network that needs that service uh, that also has the money to pay where you could you see yourself fit and more mm-hmm. um, sustainable. Yeah. I mean if you really look at it are you it's just a simple question. Like I'm gonna put it this way y'all could shop at Walmart are big lots or y'all could shop at living spaces or Target.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I'm saying? So if you're a type of person that's a business that's serving Walmart and that's probably the money that you're just going to see. And if you're doing that for experience, for more, to, to be more sharp in your game, then that's all good, right? And and if, if your mission is to be good at what you're doing, then definitely that's the place to start. But if you're going to come in the game and think about it monetary-wise, and you're going to think that this is going to support your lifestyle and your expenses and your living, then... You might want to think of a strategic route or you might want to get a coach again or a strategic coach for this and which route you're going to take. It's about your target. It's about yeah. who are you serving? And the thing is that as a beginner, a beginner of a coach, of course, I think it's like, okay, I just need to get one client, and which is good. But that journey is what I'm talking about. You know, you do realize that it's not really sustainable if you have a a fifty thousand dollar yearly uh expenses and then you're gonna put your job into like gamble and say make 10 or 20 and if you can make that sacrifice then go for it because time mm-hmm. is definitely the key factor of a lot of things especially in business you have to grow. time is you your
1: greatest to- asset or your greatest enemy
2: right and let, yes. let, it, let it be you known be <laughs> on the be on the side of asset it because it does have the bad side to it we're just going to catch up to you one day whatever that you're putting out there but to to prove this point even more so it's just the patience that's how good you can get it's mastering your craft that's what entrepreneurship is is being the master of that craft right so if you have to master a captain, you gotta do a day-to-day, daily practice. But if you're more so, strategically, be smart. If you need an income that has to meet your standards in your lifestyle, then shoot for a for a higher client. And maybe you're in the wrong circle. Go out of state. Go find work. Go to the Hamptons. I bet you you could find someone there. All you gotta do is hang on. Like it's it's just the simple fact of adapting to how you want you see it fit right and and it makes no sense to wish for something greater than what your reality is and you're not mm-hmm. you have no plans on trying to you know change it up yeah. if i'm making sense here so no i love it <laughs> yeah and 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 i don't want to like overthink this but it's really mm-hmm. how you position yourself into making adjustments you know, those are really the one of the thing too, because, you know, as you know, it's not always easy, but you got to be willing to adjust and sacrifice. But if you're not willing to do that, then maybe it's not time for you to quit your job fully, maybe do this mm-hmm. part time until it's sustainable. And okay. key factor is that playing it safe. Security is all about security, because sometimes people, they gamble and you know i'm guilty mm-hmm. of that sometimes you go all in buying the stock the next thing you do is so what i do i i diversify so i don't just put everything all in one basket you know mm-hmm. i try to stay afloat by having to have multiple fucking vehicles mm-hmm. So yeah. that's that's just a little bit of like i'm looking at it you know
0: i love that chris um as we tr- start to close this out um so what is your experience with that so like as you start to charge for your product, like, you know, you're in the food industry, like knowing like, oh, I can charge this much for this meal, like getting comfortable with that. And if you're not comfortable with that, like how do you help someone, you know, go through something like that when they're charging like um, a value of a product or a service and maybe they don't want to charge as much or, you know?
1: Yeah, if, if the conversation is hovering around someone who's just beginning and never mm-hmm. ever had any real experience in business, and this is kind of their first step into it, I mean, yeah, you got to start somewhere. You gotta, you kind of have to understand first your value, um, your product. You got to understand your service, and you got to also understand your market that you're catering to. Yeah. Um, for me, when I first started mine, um, you know, I started with like the bare minimum. As much as I, as long as I could get all the licensing, the, the, the permits, everything that I needed to get, you know, to go, to go and start operating. I just took on every, and any job that I could just to get exposure. I think, I think the biggest thing is just getting yourself out there. I mean, cause there was a question that I read about and the question was, is it, is it more important to be a salesman or be a marketer? Right. Mm-hmm. So if. The people that's talking about, I don't want to be a salesperson. Well, I understand that, but that's just like your self-reflection on yourself and how you see yourself. Yeah, and you can yeah, overcome yeah. that over time, right? You need just to put practice, right? Everything's going to feel uncomfortable in the beginning, but really, when you want to get your business out there, you got to put yourself out there. You got to have exposure. You have to just market yourself. So I took every any, anything and everything where they wanted to book me, right? Like I had a truck. I will just did any job may. I didn't, some days I didn't make no money. I just broke. Even some days I lost money. Some days I made money. Right. But in the first year I was willing, I made that decision already. I was like, you know what, this is what I want to do. I know I'm good at it. I know I need work. I'm not the greatest right now, but over time, if I continue to work at it, it's going to, it's going to, I'm going to build up my intrinsic value into my business and, and, and myself, right. And my build confidence within myself. And I think that's most important how you view yourself and what you're really capable of doing right. And achieving. And so just going out there and doing whatever is required. I didn't even no longer look at the clock and then say, Oh, okay, I got to be there at eight. I got to get out at five. Oh, great. Now what am i going to do. And you know, usually the mindset was like, as soon as I clock out, I'm done with work. Right. Just leave it. I don't have to worry about it till the next day. No, as soon as you go all in and that really means something to you, I think your business is on your mind 24 seven right it's like a child that you just birth as soon as you birth that you can't say well i'm just going to neglect this this kid for half the day right like they're constantly on your mind you got to constantly nurture that and so for me i mean for for anyone that's trying to start their own business they just got to really understand what they're willing to do and why they're willing to do it and and just work and they just got to start right yeah Um, yeah and the biggest thing too the biggest thing, too, that I learned on my personal journey is understand your association. Understand who you surround yourself with. So If you're coming off a nine-fiver, right? You're coming off from a job. You're like, oh, I don't think I want to do this no more. I want to start my own business. That's great, right? But if you're going to make that transition and you're going to still hang around people, nothing wrong with these people personally, but the mentality is not there anymore because right? you're making a mental shift yourself. And if you hang around these people right, to a point where you're trying to build something that's totally different from what they're doing, that ultimately is going to have an effect on you negatively, right, Mm -hmm. because it's going to keep you from really excelling. Now you're going to have to make a hard decision whether you want to kind of back off of these relationships that kind of, it could be friends, family, whoever, right, even spouses, relationships of any sort, that this really truly means something to you and you, you feel like this is going to work, regardless if it does or not, You don't know, but you got to understand who you're surrounding yourself with, because if they're if they're not aligned with you, then they're going to ultimately hold you back. So if whatever industry that you choose to be in, like in coaching, right, well, if everyone else is not a coach and they're not talking that language, well, how are you going to learn anything from that? How are you going to grow in that environment? Right. You're not getting the right nutrients to grow that business and that mindset that you should be having. Right. So you got to get around people who's already done it. Read books, you know, get around people if you can in person and create a network. And you start, it starts to elevate your game. Like you were saying, number like, if you wanted to be a millionaire, right? Go to the Hamptons, right? You start inspiring all these dreams. Oh, what if? What if, right? But then make connections, right? Mm -hmm. You got to get around people who's in alignment with what you're trying to accomplish.
2: With the
0: Hamptons. Yes. Right. That's powerful. That's powerful. Um, I just wanted to state, I know we we could, I know we can do this like over and over because I know this, now I'm i know. like, I have to do a part three. Did you want to over. cut it out already? I, I know, I'm about add... to cut it out. Yeah, yeah. Just go keep ahead. going
1: for the third
2: one. <laughs> I wanted to add, um, since we're talking about, um, about, I have a problem with uh, transactional and salesy, right? You know, you do realize that on a day-to-day basis, we are building a spotlight on ourselves. Let me speak on that. You know, if you if you post something on Instagram, you're amplifying something, right? And that's promoting it to the masses. You do know that television now is on your phone. If you don't realize that by now, then I don't know you've been under the rock. But whatever you post, you will get hundreds of likes or hundreds of views. Whatever that's still amplifying it. You're already promoting something. If you have a business and that's all you do all day, imagine that, right? Because what people sometimes what I'm trying to say is we're we're building a spotlight on ourselves already. Why can we not incorporate? our business in there it's not just saying salesy there's a there's a cadence to these things like if you're if you have a product then start using it and posting it while you're using it and that's what you're doing anyways like when you go to a restaurant you post the food and you're consuming that you're doing that but if you're doing a product for instance just in coaching if you put a post that you're reading your own quote and you're following your own shit. Isn't that more salesy than you telling them what you, they should do? It's like, you yeah. wrote this for yourself, whatever this may be a content and you're mm-hmm. following it. It's that simple. It's like, you don't have, it's like, it's it's the 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 thing about amplifiers is mm-hmm. we all do it. We, yeah. we post, we, we uh, repost other people's shit, right? And that's amplifying their business or however that may be connected to you, right? But at the end of the day, it's that artist, it's that person, it's that cook, it's that restaurant that's getting that credit because yep. it's not what you're it's not really what you're thinking, it's what the masses is thinking that's watching you really that matters. So yeah. building, building this attention or this spotlight to ourselves where where we don't know about it sometimes. We just utilize that you know, and use that influence as sales, it's already, you're already doing it. So just do it that way. Like, I see a lot of influencers just doing that, people on YouTube. Like, that's that's the only missing ingredient in that marketing space that I see in an upcoming... coaches it's them marketing themselves and they're thinking of marketing as like i gotta wear a suit, i gotta do this i gotta follow that you don't have to be creative you stop use your creativity to gain to gain advantage to other people because the, whatever you have i guarantee whatever you have as a, as a person and as an individual as a unique person your creativity would not be duplicated with another person and they, they could try but you know your creativity right? And, and, and putting that in perspective while we're getting this, building this spotlight in in our business or our livelihood or our lifestyle. Remember, it's the lifestyle itself. The, the The BMW didn't sell itself. It's me hopping in there or driving it. Or the truck, the the whole franchise didn't, you know, I had to be there and operate. I had to make it look enticing and good. Mm-hmm. So if you have a vehicle, you have a tool, if you have a restaurant, if you have a bread, if you created your own bread, Right. Practicing that and start putting that out. And why is that important? Because that's your creation. That's coming yes. from you. You're building that spotlight already. It might as well be you. It's your product, your shit, right? And that's all.
0: Thank you. Oh my God. Some powerful words with these two. The quote I was going to say uh, was Facts tell and stories sell. We do it all day long, you know, whether it's I mean, all of us all day long is posting like our favorite dish, something we ate, or it's the movies, or it's a store. Me as a mom doing it all the time. I'm posting where me and Harley are it's at a museum. We don't realize we are constantly selling, you know, it's, it's do what feels right for you. What feels good to you and your business. Does that exist? Absolutely. If it feels icky, whatever, whether it's talking about money, charging for clients, start something in your business that feels uncomfortable to talk about reflect on that shit but most of all take action right learn what's really going on there because then if not it will come up as an obstacle all the time whether you're a new business owner or over 10 years plus like you guys I had mentioned in part one is that it'll constantly show up if you do not work on it so if it's a problem with you charging is it a problem you you know, charging for clients or looking for clients or your feelings, you don't want to sell anymore. You don't want to be this salesperson, but yet you want to have a business yet. You want to have a full-time business. You don't want to work a nine to five. These are all really big problems. You know, write it out. What is really happening? What is it that you want? charge your value to fill your worth. So you don't have burnout. You guys have listed a shit ton of amazing tips. Thank you guys both. I know, again, we're gonna hope for a part three with both of you. No more Chris. Um, so glad I got to have you guys on, you know, the episode and the last one us three did it went over 105. And it just keeps going. So I know they want to hear more. <laughs> so thank you both again for being on the podcast. And I hope we get to record again soon.
2: Well, thank you for having us.